Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chewing the Fat with Mike, the podcast where we remind you to be thankful because today you woke up with air in your lungs, food in your pantry, and above all, coffee in your cup. I am your host, Michael D. Smith. Now, what I've decided to do, just for content's sake, is, and to not make anyone feel like I don't care about them, you know, because I made an episode for my dad, so I don't want them to feel like he's the only person I care about within the family, because I made an episode for my grandfather, too. So, without further ado... This one is going out to my dear Madre, my mother. (laughs) Really just uh, don't know where to start. She gave birth to me, so high five on that one. But also, let me think back to a long, long, long time ago. To when I was in a baseball league. My mom actually trained to be an umpire. And my dad, my dad was actually uh, a coach. This is back early 90s when my parents were still married. I remember my mom being very, very, very supportive of my short baseball career. (laughs) She, we were all in baseball. Well, I'm not really sure if my brother was in baseball. He would have been, I would have been too young to remember him playing baseball when it would have been time for him to. But I do know that my sister was in baseball with me and we were both at Southwest Little League. My sister went on to play for high school, but I kind of stopped playing in the minors Anyway, there was a day that I had my dad and my mom in the backyard with me before a game. We were warming up, and they were tossing me the ball in the backyard because we had all the sporting equipment you could think of. We had hockey goals in the backyard we had hockey sticks we had hockey pucks we had rollerblades we had gloves we had bats we had baseballs football we we had pretty much all of the outdoor stuff mainly that's where my dad wanted us was outdoors (laughs) i think both of them did but That's where we were. It's where we spent a lot of our time as kids. So from what I remember, I had my dad and my mom behind me, or not behind me, but in in the backyard with me. And they were helping me to, uh, because I had this thing where I don't remember why, but I never wanted to swing. I was always like, all right, I'll take a base, whatever. I'll just stand here and I'll get on my base. All right, no one knows how to throw in minor leagues. So that's what I did, and I don't know why I did that. I mean, there was a portion of me that didn't want to play baseball, but there was a portion of me that kind of did. But when I was playing, I was like, just take the walk. I'll get it. So 
my mom and my dad see this and they take me to the back and they start practicing with me and then I finally get it. Must have struck out like 14 times or whatever. I don't know, but I got it. So eventually when the game came that day, I went up to bat and it was funny because my mom was umpiring and she's sitting back there coaching me as she's umpiring. And it it just made me laugh because she was like, like the first one I didn't swing at because it was outside the strike zone. I could see that. And my mom's all sitting there. Good eye. Good eye. I'm like, mom, (laughs) I'm sitting there thinking there's a catcher right in front of you for the other team. And you're like, good eye, good eye. And then I remember it was either like the second or third pitch. I swung and I hit it down the third baseline. And my my mom screaming. But she was an umpire. I don't think she was supposed to do that. But that, uh, that was her. I also think that they got me new cleats that day. So I was running pretty quick. Anyway, I don't remember if we won that game or not. I don't remember too much else that happened, except that I thought I was given an award at the end of that game for, like, best hustle or something like that. But that's all I can remember about it. I was a child, so, you know, you remember what you can. And also, I got to point out something out. When you're a kid, when when we were kids... Or at least when I was a kid, I thought that I had some sort of perspective on what was going on around me in my life, but I didn't know shit about what was going on around me. I thought I understood everything, but it turns out that I did not. So let's fast forward seven to eight years or so. Well, no, we can fast forward three, three years. Well, when I, when I got hit by that car too, my mom was in the hospital with me. She, she never left that hospital. I mean, she was there with me. My dad had to work. He had, you know, you know, I mean, you have bills you got to pay. You got things you got to do. And I don't really know what was going on I mean I didn't understand everything but you know you know you're a kid you don't know everything you don't understand everything but things happen and I was fine my mom was there my sister was there too actually I'm gonna make another episode about her but this one is more focused around me madre so when I was in the hospital I remember my mom used to take me on these walks, and I don't exactly remember, like, where we'd end up, but we'd be along the side of the road. I w- it wasn't really a walk for me. It was more of a roll because I was in a wheelchair. So we'd go down to, like, the, uh, what was it? There was this movie place, and we'd go and we'd get movies, and then... What else was there? There was this ice cream place that we'd get ice cream at when I was... You gotta remember, this is 21 years ago, so I'm having... My memory's a little fuzzy. But yeah, we used to pick up ice cream sometimes, too. 
Can't remember if it was Ben and Jerry's or not, but that sounds about right. Like a Ben and Jerry's that was down the in the vicinity of the hospital. And uh, I remember my mom was trying to work on my hand-eye coordination. So I'd be in a wheelchair in the hospital parking lot, and my mom would sit there and throw acorns at me. As I was sitting in my chair, try to get me to catch him. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good time. Going through that rehab was uh, was kind of a nightmare, but uh, my mom was there to help me out. My uh, my sister was there. Also, I want to talk about something. The when I was in the rehabilitation center, they would let my family come visit me. So my brother drove down more than once. My dad and stepmom would come by. I'd have aunts and uncles drop by. And my friends would occasionally make the trip too. So that was cool. I mean, their parents would make the trip. I mean, we were just kids at the time. Now, let's fast forward a couple more years. Let's say... Let's fast forward to about 2006. And, uh, I mean, 2006, 2007. So we're living in these apartments. And my mom was dealing with her shithead son that's going through a rebellious, air quotes, phase, end quote, And, you know, sometimes I look back and I think about when we were living in those apartments. My mom was, you know, she was she was a single mom. You know, she had me to raise and I was a shithead or not to raise by herself. I mean, my dad was in the picture, but my mom was who I lived with. And again, can't stress this enough. I was a shithead. But this was when I was in high school. So we I wasn't living in northern Indiana now. I was living right outside of central Indiana. I lived in Hamilton County, about two hours south from where I live now. You know, thinking back to those days when I lived in Hamilton County with my mom, the way I acted and what I did, again, I was a shithead. Because all I was doing was skating, drinking. Yeah, I drank a lot when I was in high school. And I, I, I smoked weed sometimes. Not, not all the time. Not like a whole lot. But I, I did smoke some weed back in, back in high school. I liked to skateboard, but I wasn't any good at it. So, you know, because again, you know, my balance is all screwed up from the freaking car accident. Sometimes I would just twist my ankle just standing up. Like there'd be nothing happening and I'd just lose my balance all of a sudden just standing still. It was horrible. But it is still weird to think about how much shit that I used to give my mom cuz you know, I was I was a little teenager and I was trying to be a big man and I was in my rebellious stage, and, um, yeah, me and her got into it a couple times, but at the same time, now that I look back at it, I think about how I would have felt, you know, if I had a kid that was as big as a shithead as I was, 
and if I was making the money my mom was making, like, honestly, I don't think I would have been able to hold it together like she did. I don't think I would have been able to do that and still have a kid in high school and try to manage her own life. But the problem is, like, when I was a kid, I remember thinking, like, oh, it's tax time. Um, my mom worked all year, and she's getting her taxes back. You think, you think you're entitled to that for something. You think, like, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. No, 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 no. That's not how that works, okay? Your parents work for their money. They spend it. I mean, of course, they're going to feed you, clothe you. You know, put a roof over your head and pay the bills and whatnot. You know, take care of the four walls, as Dave Ramsey would say. But at the same time, that's their money. You know, I mean, they don't work so they can give you what you want. They don't work to spoil you, is what I'm saying. They work to support you, and they work to you know, give you a happy life. But at the same time, every, like when I was a kid, I was, I don't know. I was a shithead. Let's just put it that way. I was a shithead. I was, I was a real asshole to my mom sometimes. And, you know, she, she probably didn't deserve that. I don't really remember why I was uh, like that, but uh, it was probably hormones, and, uh, you know, just being young and stupid. But regardless of all that, even though I knew things, you know, in the financial realm might not have been so great, like where we were at, like, you know, but it never seemed as bad as it was. It, it never seemed, she never really let me know about, you know, how bad it might have actually been. I don't know how bad it was. We never really talked about it when I got older because, you know, it wasn't really any of my business, I guess. But I got a job when I was like, I don't know, almost 16 or I was 16. I don't know. But I applied like 25 times until they finally hired me. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. Got that McDonald's money coming in. <laughs> also, let me specify, during this time, my dad lived up in Granger, which is right by South Bend. So once every other week, I had to make the transition from my mom's to my dad's. And sometimes it wouldn't work out the way they wanted it to or needed it to. But, I mean... My dad was still very much around when I was, you know, a kid or a teenager, I should say. As I got older, I started calming down a little bit because when you're younger, you're just full of anger. So when I was like 26, 25, 26, I used to get so mad. I used to get so pissed off about everything. And it got to the point where I was calling my mom all the time. I talked to my mom like every single day because on the way to work, 
and on the way home from work for a half hour almost all the time because she helped calm me down and I was on second shift and she lives in Arizona. So they're two, three hours behind. And I know my dad's a first shifter who lives here and he would be asleep along with my stepmom and I don't want to wake them up. So I bothered my mom and it kind of worked out perfectly. I talked to my mom every day for a couple of years, actually <laughs> for around an hour a day. And it got to the point where I got like a little frustrating because she, we'd run out of stuff to talk about. And I'm like, mom. And she's like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I remember that. That was pretty good. I was on the phone with her when I got in my car accident. Wasn't my fault. Was not my fault. Uh, the fact that I had a car accident. So um, I went around some guy and who had stopped. I didn't know why he stopped. I just thought he was making a right turn and forgot to turn on his blinker. So I went around him and this lady darted out of the Arby's parking lot. Totaled my Dodge Caliber, but it's okay because I got a more manly car now. A nice little Barbie Jeep. But yeah, I used to I used to call my mom and I'd just talk to her like all the time. Eventually, time went on. I calmed down a little bit. Thank God. Blood pressure probably couldn't take that. But I got in a relationship. I got engaged. Fun fact, my mom and stepmom teamed up against my knowledge. And they... Uh, they had been planning just to get me to Arizona for a little bit, to get away for a little bit. And that's when, you know, everything kind of unfolded. And I won't get into detail on that. But turns out my mom and my stepmom were actually plotting. And I mean, these were two people, my mother and my stepmother, didn't, um, I wouldn't say they didn't get along, but, you know, I'd say you know, they weren't each other's favorite people. But I guess they were talking for quite a bit while I was engaged. And uh, they, well, they just figured it'd be best if I went, spent Thanksgiving with my brother, my, you know, my mom, my sister, nieces and nephews. And uh, so they got me a ticket. And I went out there because I hadn't seen my mom in, what was it, like a year? So I go out there, there's issues, not engaged anymore. They didn't tell me about this until after the fact, but I thought that was kind of, kind of funny. <laughs> now, let me rewind to a story back when I was in the hospital. Because I just remembered it, and I'm not going to go through the editing process of putting it back in to where it fits the timeline. So bear with me, okay? I don't have an editor. This is me, and I don't want to spend two more hours screwing with this. So I'm in the hospital. Okay, I'm just laying down, and I guess I'm being prayed over a couple times a day. With uh, Gus, he was a friend of the families, and he was one of the religious leaders or people 
over at uh, St. Bevo's, I believe it was. And apparently my brother, because I had accumulated stuffed animals when I was in the hospital. I don't know where they came from. I don't know if people just bought them for me and they put them in the room. I don't know how how they came to be, but I still got some of them. But my brother took a bear and an orangutan and he like made them hump each other. And I guess the entire room was laughing. And all of a sudden, they heard me go, ha, 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 But I guess that's when they found out, like, hey, he's in there. Because I was still, you know, trying to survive. But they knew that I was in there still, so. Well, that's going to about wrap it up for this episode. Remember that you guys can email me at chewingthefat1990 at gmail.com. That is chewingthefat1990 at gmail.com. And the podcast also has a Facebook page at chewingthefat with Mike. Look me up. I post all the podcast episodes on there. I didn't really pay attention to where I was sourcing them from. So some of them are sourced from Apple Podcasts. Some of them are sourced from Buzzsprout, but I'll put, I'll start sourcing them from Buzzsprout because not everybody has Apple stuff, but everybody can listen to Buzzsprout. I'm not sure if everybody has iTunes or not. So this has been Michael D. Smith with Chewing the Fat with Mike. And until next time, stay blessed.